If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today uh, is the day that uh, we've changed policies in Canada. Poison in every puff. Eventually, it's going to take a bit of, bit of time uh, for that kind of warning and a bunch of other warnings to appear on each and every individual cigarette sold in Canada. As of today, the new Health Canada regulations come into effect, requiring the warning labels on individual cigarettes. But like I say, there's a bit of a rollout here. Um, you, they, they have until the end of July 2024 to put the warnings on all the king-size cigarettes that are sold, followed by regular ones, little cigars, all the rest of that stuff by April of 2025. So the rollout is going to take a bit of time. And I don't know how long it takes to get through the current supply of cigarettes, right? Like, even if they started printing them all today, I wonder how long it would take before, you know, next time you go to 7-Eleven your pack is one of the ones with the warnings on it. But regardless, we are the first country uh, in the world to come out with this kind of policy where you must put a warning on each and every individual cigarette. We were talking about it yesterday. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical about the impact this might have. Won't hurt. Not opposed to it. Don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but I, I just don't know how much of an impact it will have. But like I say, you know, we've had warning labels on cigarette packaging for decades. Reminder, I smoked for over 30 years, so I'm familiar with tobacco and packaging and how it works in Canada. Very familiar. Um, I haven't smoked in a few years, but I was around before the warnings. I was around after the warnings. And part of it is you sort of have to, you have to ignore a lot of the information that's already there, right? So that's where I question how meaningful these warnings might be because we, we know, don't we? But like I say, doesn't cost anything, doesn't hurt anybody. There's no downside to it. There's no negative. Um, But how much is the upside? Let's find out. Because there are groups that support this, including um, the Canadian Cancer Society. And uh, their senior policy analyst, Rob Cunningham, is with us to discuss this. Hi, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Shay. Good to be with you. Uh, Clearly. I mean, obviously, your organization backs this, strongly endorses this plan, right? You think this is a great idea? Yes, we do. And um, there's, there are about 25 research studies in Canada and other countries that have looked at this and have uh, found evidence and that this is going to be an effective measure. We've actually been working on it since 2006. We commissioned the first study in the world uh, to examine this measure, you know, focus groups of smokers. It's not going to work for everybody. Yeah. Um, the warnings on cigarette packages don't result in all smokers quitting. But if we can get some, increase their motivation, have you know this constant reminder of the health effects, provide information on new health effects, and you know some of these, like one of them is going to, cigarettes cause leukemia. Well, it'll be the first time in Canada that we've ever had a warning about smoking and leukemia, and you know a poison in every puff, tobacco smoke harms children. Different messages resonate with different people, um, and it uh, you know, we're we're very excited, we're very positive about about the effect of this. Help me out with those studies, and I agree with you. First of all, like I say, if if one kid sees this cigarette and says, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm have second thoughts." Job done, well worth it. I abs- I'm with you a hundred percent. There's no downside here. Um, what do these studies say? Why? How do they have an impact? What is it 
about these warnings that um, cause a benefit, and how does that benefit take place? Well, there's multiple ways. I mean, it can increase the awareness of the health effects. It can make the cigarette uh, less attractive. I mean, if we look at youth, many youth who experiment uh, do so by borrowing an individual cigarette uh, from a friend. Uh, They don't see the health warnings on the package, but they'll see this health warning directly on that individual cigarette. And if we can make this will make the cigarette less attractive, less cool. And for youth, you know, the appearance with their peers and their friends, uh, that's important. So I think that's going to help discourage youth smoking. For adults, and we have almost 20 billion uh, cigarettes sold each year in Canada. And this warning is going to be there uh, for every smoker, with every cigarette, with every puff, uh, during every smoke break, everywhere in Canada. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a prompt discussion. And we want people to be uh, discussing the health effects of smoking. So during a smoke break, hey, what warning have you got today? And when you're there, sometimes even if you're on your own for five minutes smoking that cigarette, you're going to look at it. And, you know, sometimes uh, you may have these life-changing events. Uh, maybe your spouse becomes pregnant. Maybe your, you know, uh, your daughter, daughter-in-law is gonna, is becomes pregnant and you're going to become a grandparent. Or a friend has a heart attack or gets uh, lung cancer. You may look at those warnings in a new way. Um, they can, you know, there's a, you know they, they hit you in a way uh, that to make you think. And, you know, some smokers may be close to quitting. And they just need a little bit more motivation to get them over the top. Maybe they've been affected by you can't smoke indoors and the tax, the prices are higher. Yep. And so different things add up together. And if we have something just to get them over the top, um, you know, these are all contributing factors. Um, I'm wondering, because this one's kind of unique, because like you say, um, you know, as a guy who smoked for a long time, I know there were some people who went to the length of, they, they were bothered by the, the warnings and the pictures on the packages, and they would request certain ones. There were some that were really gross, they didn't want to have to look at them, so they would ask for a different one. Some of them even got different cases that they could slide their cigarettes into so they didn't have to look at the warning. So this is different. This is on each and every cigarette. It's literally in your face every time you take a drag off that cigarette. Do you think that might be more impactful? Well, I think they're both impactful. I mean, you're right. It's a warning that simply cannot be ignored. Um, and, you know, the package was also a big promotional value for tobacco companies. Sure, yeah. With brand, graphics and logos. And, you know, when you have the bigger warning, that's no longer possible. Now we have plain packaging, adult brown instead of the brand uh, colors and graphics. I think they complement each other. We're going to have next spring 14 different new picture warnings. The current ones haven't been changed since 2012. They're really stale. So that's good. But there are so many health effects of smoking that you can't get them all in in 14 different warnings. So you're going to have some new ones, you know, as part of the, um, uh, you know, the, this new round of, uh, of, of warnings on cigarettes. Six different warnings. Uh, there's, after a couple of years, going to change it to a new set of uh, six different warnings. Um, and kids. We know that kids, uh, you know, uh, nag their parents to quit. And this will give them new ammunition. Um, and, and, and I think that's a positive. It contributes to discussion, uh, you know, whether it's in the home, uh, among smokers, just in the general public. Um, you know, it, and we want people to be talking about the health effects of smoking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there more? Uh, are there other initiatives? Like you say, you worked for a long time to make this a reality. Are there other ones that you're working on? We are. And, you know, there's so much that remains to be done. We have made progress. Uh, in 1965, 50% of Canadians smoked, including 61% of males. We're down to 12%. Um, we have an objective of under 5% tobacco use in Canada by the year 2035. Still 3.8 million Canadians 
tobacco smoke. So we should be increasing tobacco taxes. Edmonton, or sorry, Alberta, has much lower tobacco taxes than other Western provinces. That should change. And, you know, it provides increased revenue to government, but especially among uh, youth, it has this impact uh, to reduce smoking. PEI has a minimum age 21 for both tobacco and e-cigarettes. Um, that has been very uh, popular in the province. We have 30 U.S. states that have done that. It's a minim, uh, minimum age 21 as well nationally now in the U.S. for tobacco and e-cigarettes. That is something that Alberta can do. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, right now there are um, you know Alberta has a, a lawsuit to recover the healthcare costs from tobacco companies. All provinces have their own lawsuits, but together they're in negotiations with tobacco companies. A settlement is um, being worked on, and out of that settlement, there needs to be significant measures uh, to reduce tobacco use. You know, it can't be just uh, funding uh, for governments. It's so a long-term funding for tobacco control at least 10% of the proceeds to an independent fund, abandon all remaining tobacco promotion, setting targets for reductions in tobacco consumption. If those targets are not met, tobacco companies should be required to make significant extra payments. They have... Um, Six million pages of secret documents that they pr- provided in these cases as part of pretrial procedures, those should all be disclosed to the public. Uh, there's a lot more that we need to do. And of course, we're very concerned about trends in youth vaping. And that's a whole Yeah, I was going to ask, because to me, to be honest with you, I've got a, I've got a, how old's my kid? She's 21, and I got a son who's 19. Uh, and just them and their friends, they're not smoking. Uh, the cigarettes aren't the issue with them, it's vaping. And boy, it seems like a lot of kids are vaping out there, Rob. It's a ton. And, um, you know, this isn't supposed to be happening. Um, young adults as well. I mean, some people who began as teenagers are, are now young adults. And, uh, you know, nicotine is highly addictive. We've made such progress uh, to reduce use smoking, that we, but we're, we now have a new generation becoming addicted to nicotine because of e-cigarettes. One thing that's popular among uh, youth is, uh, and why they vape is are all the flavors. There are yeah, several yeah. thousand different flavors. Um, so it's possible uh, for the new health minister, federally, Mark Holland, to bring forward a final regulation to ban these flavors. There's a draft regulation that was published in June 2021. That's more than 24 months ago. Um, so we need, we really need to finalize that regulation to help reduce youth vaping. Yeah, I think that's uh, it, it's, it's troubling, really, to see what's going on there. Rob, great stuff. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Shay. My pleasure.